Hey everybody and welcome to podcast 31. This time I talk about replayability in older games that I'm playing through again. I talk about social connectedness after you leave somewhere. And there's a lot at the end about my my car and my sad life. So if that makes you sad, you might want to skip over that part and fast forward to the, the end. For those of you who didn't know what trick-or-treating was uh, in the Halloween special... There was a video reply by Genesee of the gray area, and I linked that on my Facebook, so if you want to check it out, she goes trick-or-treating with her little ones. And I'm sure you could probably find other stuff on YouTube just by, you know, typing in trick-or-treat. So there's that, and it makes me smile. So if you want to see it, you can go check it out. Whatever happens, I must not cry. You cannot make me cry. While I'm trying to save all of my money towards getting a car, I'm playing through games I've played through before. And the games I'm playing have pretty high replay value. They're kind of designed around a lot of random elements. One of them is Borderlands, which is completely designed around random elements. The, the environment itself is pretty much fixed, but the bad guy's placement, the bad guy's levels, the loot that drops, it's all random, so it's... It's pretty much different each time. I mean, the bad guy does have predictable AI, as it were. But, you know, how you shoot at them and how they react each time is a little bit different. So there is that little bit of randomization. And, you know, you don't always shoot straight. And, you know, sometimes you have different weapons and you're doing different things. So even that throws a little bit of randomization into the mix. So because there is that chance for different things to happen... You know, even when you know what's coming up, as it were. That makes it pretty cool and pretty exciting. Another game I'm playing through quite a bit, though, I'm kind of backed off of it a little bit now, is Dos X, the new, the new one, Human Revolution. And that one's fun to replay through because the people have, again, they have kind of a fixed pattern, but the timing is always just a little bit different, especially if you do different things. It might throw their timing off just a little bit. And I'm finding that on different playthroughs, the levels are actually varied enough that, you know, I might pick a different path than I picked before. So going from point A to point B isn't just a straight line. You know, those little turns and twists you make may take you somewhere slightly different than you did before. Also, although they don't have a, a pure talent-based system, they do have a system that's talent-like. I mean, there are different abilities that you get. And so that brings a whole different twist into the mix because you can take different abilities that that are, you know, shooter-based or stealth-based or I guess kind of alternate path-based, you, you could say. Like you can you can boost up your legs so that you can jump higher or you can, you know, get higher hacking levels so you can hack different things. So those will unlock different paths that might not otherwise be unlocked. So that's another element that is different, although, you know, you know what's coming up and you know how the bad guys are going to react. There is that bit of different element. 
I have been very tempted to go back to my old standby that I used to replay through all the time, and that's Thief 3. That's getting on quite a bit in years now. I think it's about 12 or 13 years old at this point. But again, it's a lot like Dos X. You know, there's the fixed levels, but the bad guys' movements are slightly different each time. You don't have any abilities per se. It's it's old enough that it predates any kind of talent system. But there are different weapons you can choose that do different things. You know, you can put out lights and the guy will be like, Oh, what's going on? And you can go around him or you can just conk him on the head or you can kill him. And it, it brings up a whole bunch of different paths that, that make the game fun to play through because, you know, it would be slightly different each time. I'm kind of holding off on that one because... Even though there is all this car trouble lately, there have been a few donations that um, that I know will help me. Um, one is somebody pre-ordered a game for me, and that's coming out, I think, mid-November. And then I recently got a bunch of donations that will help me buy my car. So that's awesome. So I think, uh, I, think I will sneak a little bit off of that and go ahead and get the new Batman Arkham City that's coming out in a few weeks. Because I have enough to buy a car, so it's just a matter of time before I find one in my price range. So I do have a little bit of flexibility. That's the biggest game I'm looking forward to in recent times. I think the next one coming up isn't until December, and I'll I'll probably wind up canceling that because it's, it's a lot of money and it's an MMO, and so there's that monthly fee that I, I can't really afford, you know, unless I get like a super cheap car or something, so... I don't know. It's still, I guess, a month and a half away at this point. So we'll see. We'll see how things go. Who knows? My life could be completely different by then. I guess I don't really know what I'm saying with the uh, this section, but I think that replayability in a in a game is very important. And some games these days don't really seem to be focusing on replayability in terms of single player or co-op gameplay. They seem to be just going, oh, we'll throw in PvP, and they'll play each other, and we won't have to make any new content because they'll be happy with playing each other. And, you know, that's great if the whole game is designed around PvP. That's, you know, great for them. But a game that is primarily a single-player or co-op game, you know, throwing PvP in there and going, oh, this will be great for, you know, longevity, it doesn't really work. It's not not quite the same thing as designing the game with enough flexibility so that people who are single players or co-op players will want to replay it over and over and over. It's a very different design when you're saying we're going to build a world and we're going to you know, give the player enough flexibility so they can do all these things differently and they can replay it a bunch of times. You know, that's very different than just throwing PvP in there and saying, oh, they'll do PvP and it'll be fine. I don't really know, you know, again, what I'm saying here, but I think replayability is really key in games. You know, people who design a really fun game and they go, you know, okay, this will be really awesome and it'll go like this and that's the only way it's going to go. You know, that's going to be one or maybe two playthroughs and then the person isn't going to want to play again. I, I just think that's a bad idea these days to make a game with no or very little replayability. I think it's really really key to have that replayability it's kind of funny because if you think back well not not all of you were around then but if you think back to i guess around the 80s and the height of the arcades the whole thing was 
pretty much replayability. I mean, there wasn't much to the game, but you could just keep playing it forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. The waves, you know, of bad guys would just keep coming. They would alter slightly. But, you know, if you look at, like, asteroids, for example, that's pretty much the same thing all the time. The asteroids change. They get a little different. They fly differently. They're, they're different swarms of asteroids. And it's basically designed to be played pretty much forever. And that's very different from a game they're designing today on consoles. I think a lot of game developers these days are sort of forgetting an arcade-ish route. I mean, you know, not all games should be arcade-like, but I think there is a lot of fun value in the arcade games that, you know, it's designed about certain things. It's designed about having replayability. It's designed about, you know, some predictability, but, you know, focusing on making the player, you know, strategize and think. And I think a lot of games maybe are getting too serious in some ways, and they're sort of you know, forgetting the fun, and they're forgetting replayability, and I I think we shouldn't forget those, either either as developers or players. I think that's something we should never forget. Wake me up before you go, go, don't leave me hanging on like a yo-yo. Wake me up before you go, go, I don't want to miss it when you hit that high. Wake me up before you go, go, cause I'm not Someone who I used to be on the forum with got in contact with with me and the guild that that was sort of attached to the forums at the time, and we haven't seen him in a prob probably a year or two. I don't remember when the forums died and when uh, when we changed it to the new the new guild forum. And this is the guild that I was uh, playing with until recently, and you know the car thing, and then I had to quit because you know I, I couldn't really afford it. Anyways. He was in charge of the hardware forums, and I found this this site a long time ago. I think it it must have been around six years ago because it's it was right around the time that I started becoming Rabbit, and it was it was one of the first forums that I actually used the Rabbit name on. So, um, I I could be wrong. Uh, you could look up my uh my bio page and see when I started the Rabbit name. That would give you a more accurate uh, reference. But anyways, he was in charge of the hardware forums, and I came in and, and started talking my rabbit stuff. And then he sort of um, added me to, to the hardware moderators. So we were kind of co-moderating there for a long time. The guild site was kind of specifically designed for one game, though. And um, hardly anybody liked it. Most people backed out of it pretty quickly. He backed out of it almost immediately when he got in beta he got really really depressed because he'd been waiting so long for the game and it, it just wasn't something he enjoyed so he kind of backed off of the forums and kind of backed off of gaming for years as far as I know he has his own site and I, I've checked it over the past few years and every few months he's he's posted something about games you know he's getting sort of interested in it again I think but I think Something that's really important that he might have forgotten, since he was, you know, attached to this guild and attached to this forum, I think he kind of forgot the social aspects. He has a family, he's got a wife and a daughter, so, you know, he's still being social, but I think 
a lot of a lot of gamers maybe not so much console gamers but but certainly PC gamers who play online i think they sometimes forget that the social aspect of gaming is a really big part of it some people just play the game because they're being social with their friends and they they don't really like the game all that much and if they were playing you know by themselves they they would stop playing because they just don't really enjoy it but they're still there because of their guildies and their friends and I think that's something to always remember. Just always remember, you know, part of gaming online is being social. And, you know, just remember who your friends are. And remember that being social is part of playing the game and why you're having fun. I think that's very important to remember. And, um, you know, don't don't forget that, you know, if you're starting to not enjoy a game, don't forget that when you leave that game, you know, you might not have that connection with your friends so you might want to find some other way to connect but um i don't i don't think you should drop it and then stop connecting with people i think that's kind of a, a bad idea and um and you know i think it's it's kind of important to stay socially connected to people and it doesn't always have to be the same people you know it could be different people but i think you know just be mindful when you're connecting with people and just be aware that if you're playing a game and having fun, you know, realize, is this really the game or is this the people or is it a combination of the game and the people? And just, you know, pay attention and um, and just be mindful of your social connections and, and don't lose track of them. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the match he did the monster match the monster match it was a graveyard smash he did the match it caught on in a flash he did the match he did the monster match from my laboratory in the castle east so i did something that over time made me more and more sad. For about a month before the Halloween podcast, some friends and ex-guildies had been looking forward to it. I let them know when it came out, but I also said that they might want to hold on to it and wait for Saturday or for Halloween, you know, to do sort of a, a celebration thing. As the next few days went by, it, it released early on a Tuesday. So there was, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, and then Sunday, and then Halloween was officially Monday. As the days went on, I got more and more sad about telling them that. Because, you know, I have a, a pretty sad life. And in the, the lonely times, I have very few things I can do. So one of the things I do to sort of cheer myself up is to listen to old podcasts. Not necessarily mine. You know, sometimes they're mine. Sometimes they're other podcasts. But I, I'll repeatedly listen to you know several of them and the halloween special was one that since i released it tuesday i had listened to it a few times before halloween so as i was re-listening i i felt more and more sad that i told those friends that you know this thing they'd been waiting so long for they should continue to wait for and that kind of goes against a lot of the things that i say you know because i say you know, you should you should have fun and you should enjoy life while you can. And so that just made me really sad to think that they might have been waiting, you know, longer than they needed to wait when they could 
just go ahead and listen and then listen to it again, you know, on a special day. The only risk that you take with doing something like that is if you're talking about like an online game and there's a beta and you get into the beta and you're waiting to go with your guild or friends and they don't get the chance to go into beta then you know you'd be experiencing that by yourself without them so that would be the only risk in that case so you know you best and if something comes out that you you would enjoy and it comes out early and uh, you want to take part in it go ahead and do that So for me today is Halloween, about a week and a half before I release this podcast, so there may be some more news about my car before then, but if you are listening to this uh, recording, then the news has not changed. Due to donations from ex-guildies, and a little bit of money I had on my own, and a decent amount of money from the sale of my, my dead car, I have enough to look for another older car. It won't be great, it won't be perfect, but it will be it'll be good enough. Um I have to try and find one that's not completely broken or, you know, completely ugly in that, you know, the paint's all peeling off and the the chairs are all ripped up and stuff. So it will be a bit of a challenge. I think the last time I had to go through this, it took about 2 months from the time I had my money until I actually found something. It's kind of a a combination of actually finding the car and then actually, you know, finding someone willing to meet me to to show me the car because because being on, you know, foot in public transport um if they're if they're not close, they could be, you know, an hour, 2 hours away by public transport. So not many people are willing to say, you know, come at such and such time and day and, you know, I'll be here cuz I don't know. A lot of people, I guess, are really flaky. They they pretty much want you to come immediately when they call you, or they say, you know, I'll call around such and such time. They don't they don't really want to seem to commit to a specific time and day, which to me seems really kind of odd because I'm the kind of guy that that likes to schedule things and and you know plan ahead. I guess um, I don't know why. I I just am. I like things done like that. So again, if you are listening to this section, um, I haven't I haven't found anything yet. So I, I'm recording this in advance. I still have another week, so I have a, a few more recording sessions before this podcast goes out. But if you're hearing this section I already recorded, then nothing's nothing's changed, and I do not yet have a car. But the good news is I have enough that I could once I find one. So hopefully I won't be uh, on the street and walking too long because I'm spending hours and hours every day walking. You know, there, there's sanctuaries I can I can hide in um, while I have no car. You know, they're risky. I could get caught, but um, you know, it's it's 
some kind of emergency shelter that I can call upon if needed. So don't worry too much about the bunny. Um, He should be okay. I am kind of more concerned about my survivability long term than short term because, you know, the longer this goes on, it, it just seems like it's getting worse and worse and nothing I do is ever getting better, as it were. You know, my health is not great. Your health kind of goes pretty quickly once you're homeless. You have to eat fast food and ready-to-eat food, and neither of those are really affordable And if you're going for something healthy. It's just way too expensive. You're talking like 3 to $5 per meal if you want to get like healthy food that's like a salad or something. That's just, you can't, you can't really afford that if you're on a, a really tight, you know, homeless person budget. So, you know, long term, that plus lack of sleep, like right now without my car, I'm losing 40 to 60% of my normal amount of sleep because, you know, I'll sleep some at night and then I'll go, you know, I'll go on college campus where I hang out and I'll, I'll be in my car and then I'll go back to sleep for, you know, anywhere between two and about four hours. So that's, you know, that's a lot of time lost that I can't sleep because, you know, no car. So, so you know, long term, I'm, I'm kind of worried. Um, once I get back in the car, it should be a little bit better. I should get back to my normal homeless schedule, as it were. But, um, you know, long term, there's there's still the emotional stuff. There's still food. There's sleeping. It It's bad. And um, I occasionally get some donations, which are very helpful. But until, you know, until I'm back in a home and until I'm at a job that is, you know, it pays me enough money to get into a place and I'm moderately happy with it, you know, until those things happen, I'm still going to be physically and emotionally drained all the time. So that's, that's just wearing down more and more and more. So, you know, without some kind of help of, you know, being on a couch or, you know, hey, Rabbit, I found this cool job you might like. It might not be full-time, maybe it's just part-time and it's, you know, more hours. But, you know, if it's if it's enough that I could get back into a place, then that's, you know, helpful. You know, I keep looking on my own for, you know, more hours or a different job or, you know, some place I can afford, which, you know, I can't afford anything unless, you know, I get more hours or a better job. But I don't know, you know, it's been so many years and, and I'm not finding anything. So I'm getting very worried. But um, hopefully I'll be okay. Um, makes me very sad to think that I will not be okay. But, you know, the reality is that it has been three years. And um, the sadness of that is that nothing's really changed and gotten better. I suppose the the positive side of it, though, is it has been three years. And I'm, I'm still here and I'm still doing okay. And, you know, I'm still helping people on forums and my website. And now I have a, a podcast, which for the most part is uh, happy and fun and, and good times, not sad like now. So, you know, I keep trying to have hope, but the reality of the situation uh, keeps beating that hope down. So it's a tough balance. So I guess that's it for this second. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. <laughs> the following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. There be many fine donations from the ex-guildies whose names shall be listed on the podcast website.
Three cheers for help from the ex-guildies. Hip hip, arr, hip hip, arr, hip hip, arr. So that's it for podcast 31. Um, as those of you who listened to my section on my car may know, um, this is probably one of the most depressed times during my homeless time, at least, if not my whole life. So hopefully that didn't affect the podcast too much. And I apologize for the sound in this closing section and a little bit in the section about waiting for things you may enjoy or not waiting. Because I had to finish it out at uh, school in a little tiny room that's kind of echoey, so that might get picked up and some background noise might be there as well. So again, sorry if this podcast turned out a little sadder than usual, um, but that's my life and that's what it is right now and that's nothing I can do about it. I do have money to look for a car, so hopefully I'll be back into a car quickly, and that will get back to normal. Also, I do have a little bit of leeway again, so I have pre-ordered Batman Arkham City. Um, that's not too bad. That was actually 10 bucks cheaper than I thought. I don't know why. I guess I, I had a credit or something. And somebody pre-ordered Skyrim for me, so that's uh, going to come in about a week after I launch the podcast. So uh, I might have that to talk about on next podcast. We'll see. Uh, hopefully everybody had a pretty good time. That's it for this time. Okay, thanks, bye. So you wonder what your part is, because you're homeless and depressed. But home is where the heart is, so your real home's in your chest. Everyone's a hero in their own way. Everyone's got villains they must face. You know, there's a very different design. Uh. So I think, you know, I, I, I. Hey, everybody, and welcome to podcast. Oh, uh. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to podcast. Uh, person walking by. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use a space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. Whenever you type rabbit in any of those, be sure to, to put a one in place of I. Rabbit's Rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Sharealike license.